out in the desert. Neighbors claims they practice witchcraft. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome to the Freak Show. Gather around the table, dinner's hot, mama cooked it just for you. Yes, she did. Hot and ready and steaming, mm-hmm. right on in front of you. Get, grab a seat. What's for dinner? What, what have you fixed? What's for the kids today? A big old bowl. <laughs> a big old bowl. <laughs> just a big old bowl, folks. Yeah, and that's, that's fine. It. I'm going to tell you what. That, that works. Um, I'm, just a bowl. Just a bowl of, of nothing. Yep. And you know, you know what? I might take you up on that. I just discovered today that there um, is such a thing as a second puberty. What? Yeah. No. What, called, what is that? It's called hitting your 30s. Oh, and um, it's not a real know, thing. Body, actually, I think it is. Really? Because your body starts to like, like you start like for men or like you grow hair in your ears and then like, like in your nose, your hair starts growing like more. And it's just really about aging. But like, yeah. But it happens at 30? Yeah, it starts happening at 30. Oh, are these problems that you've been noticing? I really? actually have. Really? Yeah. Is your hair growing out of your ears or out of your nose? My nose. Your nose? Okay, yeah. good. So I you're going to be one of the old men with the nose hair, not I, the old man with the ear hair. I noticed it the other day. I was in the mirror plucking my eyebrows. Uh, <laughs> and I looked and I was like, what is this? And it was just, it's really gross. I'm not going to go into that with y'all mm. on this show today. but um, Interesting. Yeah. It's a real thing, folks. And I'm just uh, trying to um, hold it together. I think with women, um, our hair just starts like receding inwards. Like we lose our eyebrows. Like mm. our eyebrows get that weird. You, you know, you've seen them yeah. old ladies with them like little teeny, like teeny tiny little pencil brows. Yeah. 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 That's going to be me. Uh, your metabolism starts to shut down. Really, everything just goes uh, to shit. So, hmm. uh, you know what can help that? Intermittent fasting, which is why I'm serving you a big old bowl of nothing. <laughs> just an empty bowl. Here's me looking out for you. <laughs> that is true, folks. Uh, and you know what? We've got some people looking out for us as well. You know? We do. We um, have some more invocations this week. We they do. Keep... Y'all are making us work. Look, I'm going to have to go to the store and get a whole new pack of matches. Honestly, though, like this is we've been using the same pack of matches. <laughs> <laughs> my ever. jumbo pack yep these jumbo pack of fucking what yep. did i call them like um oh organic, organic matches. matches you yelled at me about them because they're like brittle as hell brittle as hell and they make no sense but they no, have lasted forever they make it makes no sense to have a match this fucking long it's true well it's for like really really long um i guess they call them like pillar candles oh what it's for the long ones Oh. It's for them extra long ones. Oh, okay. The girthy right. ones. Anyway, um, yes, we have several Patreon invocations to do today, as Kenny has reminded us. So it's time to get on down to business to defeat the Huns. Don't sue us, Disney. <laughs> you remember, <laughs> they're ruthless. Excuse me if you hear me wiggling around in my in my recording chair now. I'm quite. <laughs> She's calling it a recording a, chair. I have a number of fabrics on my chair, so you may hear some of that on the mic. Yeah. Hopefully, you don't hear me heavy breathing into the mic because I feel like this mic is like up my nose right now. But anyway, we're gonna get this Patreon party started with Ariana A, who has joined us as a Cannibal Cult member. Ooh. 
coming to dinner. Wow, that's a flame. Ariana, your candle is burning brightly, Shit, girl, my love. That is a flame. Oh my God. Be well, go with God. <laughs> Be well, go with God. Yep. That's some solid advice that we can all take, folks. Next, we have Julia C., who is a member of our Haunted Heart Harem. And last but not least, let me tell y'all, y'all must be hungry or something because we are having all kinds of cannibal cult members up in here. Miss Jacqueline G, welcome to the cult. All right, my loves, your candles are lit and they will burn at least on our corporeal plane through the end of the episode, but on the other plane, the plane beyond, they will burn forever in our dark, dark hearts. Yes. Thank you so much for your support of the show. And if you would like your own invocation, you can head on over to patreon.com slash the haunted heart and figure out how to do it because we've got lots of perks on there for people um, and lots of cool stuff, bonus episodes uh, and some spooky smut on there. Mm -hmm. We've got that for you fancy if you like it. We've got scary stories on there and we also do special exclusive episodes, full length episodes, full length, full girth, <laughs> just for you. So. Bye-yo. 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 For you, Jacqueline. Whenever I hear the name Jacqueline, I, so I'm sorry, number one, I'm sorry, Jacqueline, if I uh, did not pronounce your name correctly, because every time I see it, I see the name Jacqueline. You remember that skit? No. I think it was from, um, oh God, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was from like Mad TV or something. It was the guy in the movie theater, girl, the back of your head look ridiculous. Didn't oh. he say, ooh, I love your name, Jacqueline? I don't know. I didn't really watch Mad TV, like, talking about it. It was really good. I think it was Mad TV. I hope it was Mad TV. Anyway, somebody will email us. Twitter will tell not. us. Twitter, Twitter will let us know. But no, every time I see the name Jacqueline, like, in my head, I read it, Jacqueline. Jacqueline. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, okay. girl. But, Jacqueline. Uh, yeah. Jacqueline. All right. Anyway. I really, well, I really Sorry hope that Jacqueline her. is not completely offended. She's like, delete pledge. <laughs> delete pledge. She's like, over it. Yes. Done. Yes. But anyway, the Patreon family is pretty fun. So head over to patreon.com slash thehauntedheart. Um, as little as a dollar a month gets you in. And we have a bunch of tears up from there. And you got it. It's chill. It's, it's uh, a vibe. Yeah, it's a vibe. So. Oh, we also have the... Uh, uh, what do you call it? What's that thing? The um, the Discord. The Discord. Yeah, everybody's abandoning me on Discord though. It's just I've been me. Posting. I it's said, just hey, me what's up the other day. Did you? Oh, okay. <laughs> we did have a new person join there, but uh, yeah, oh, all okay. that stuff. You can check that out. How exciting! So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So you're getting another episode of me talking shit. Is mm -hmm. what's going to happen today. You are. You are. Because Mama's going through some things right now. I'm okay. I'm okay. Don't be worried. But. Mama's going through a lot. 
Yes. So it's fine. And we're here to support each other. So we are. Uh, I'm here to just, you know, if you didn't want to listen to me, if you hate me, then I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, guess what? I'm here again. Uh, you're not getting rid of me. <laughs> like, God damn it. Nah. I was really hoping for another uh, true crime case from Katie, but I guess I'll listen to what this dumbass has to say. I don't think there's anybody <laughs> saying that. I, I feel like, they like are. Mm. the introvert in me with like all of the anxiety or as RuPaul would like to say, my inner saboteur uh. <laughs> says that. But anyway, uh, yeah, you so could. I like listening to you, baby. It's fine. I, I'm glad someone does. I love listening to you, my show. <laughs> okay. We'll sit back in Especially your chair. Especially after, after a long up. day of running financial reports and calculations and shit like that. Businesswoman. Businesswoman <laughs> doing business things. And what am I doing? I am spilling uh, iced coffee on myself while eating sweet, spicy chili Doritos. And did you do fine. that today? I did. <laughs> I did. I did. I did a, a graphic for our friends at uh, Snacks with Stein. Oh, yeah. And um, they've got some cool stuff going over there, and they asked me to do a graphic for them. So I was just, you know, chilling on the couch doing all that and just like eating Doritos and spilling iced coffee on myself. But I was working. I hey, guess. you were being a businesswoman too. You I were being a graphic design. Graphic design. Businesswoman. Snacks with Stein. Great podcast. Check it out if you haven't already. It's fabulous. It's like absolutely one of my, hands down, one of my favorites. And because it's, you know, our murder mod squad, yeah. like, I'm on there all the time just telling them. I'm like, oftentimes like live tweeting them. I'm like, or messaging them. And I'm like, da 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 da, like talking about like, you know, mm-hmm. just the different shit, and um, it's really cool. So definitely go check them out. Very cool. Them. If you're a Goosebumps fan, check it out. Yep. Um, so what are we talking about today is what is on the mind of everyone that is sitting here listening to us talk about all of our shit right now. And I'm here to tell you a good old urban legend. We love an urban legend. I Ooh, know. Yes. Ooh. I, yep. It's been a minute, honestly. Like, it has. I was trying to sit and I was like thinking like, you know, what is it? I'm like, I went through like, you know, Florida man's doing some stuff. You know, you he know, is. there's some like, what the fuck crimes gro- going on. Um, But I was like, let me just get to something that like, we probably like, we haven't really like touched on in a minute. Mm-mm, we haven't. It's been a while since our, since our old school urban legends episode. Mm-hmm. It was a while back. We love a bunny man. We love a hook man. You remember when we went to see the bunny man? Bunny I man do. Bridge. I yes, do. we did. We yes. did do that. Um, so it's on Patreon. <laughs> if you're interested, the video evidence is still there. Great plug. I will say I was, I'm still scared. The It still scared the fuck out of me when we saw that rabbit. At yeah. Bunny man Bridge. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, if you want, if you guys want to hear uh, the shrillest Kenny scream, <laughs> go check out that video. If on you want to hear me as a bottom, um, you can check <laughs> that out. It was a lot. It was a lot. Uh, but yeah, so we love a good urban legend. The thing with urban legends is, is that they're often, you know, a bunch short of bullshit. <laughs> well, a bunch of bullshit, but also very short and sweet. Yes. So, um, but that's fine, you know. It's all about how the story's told. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me that it's about the foreplay of the story? Is that pretty much? Yeah, excellent. Right, excellent. Good <laughs> thing my uh, good thing my zodiac says that I enjoy a lengthy and uh, detailed foreplay okay. session. Good. That's the key to uh, to me, apparently. Well, 
which often is not true. <laughs> okay, I feel like we're getting into a whole other subject <laughs> here. We'll save this for the After Dark podcast. Um, after Dark, this is the After Dark podcast. That is Girl, true. Girl, bye. That is true. Um, so anyway, let's get down to it, shall we? Let's get. I am going to take us to the Southwest. You've been. I have. I have, in fact. What are your thoughts on the Southwest? What do you think? I like the Southwest frequently. Um, so I grew up, obviously, both of us grew up in Southern Virginia, rolling hills, lots of mountains around, mountainous rolling areas, hills. rolling hills, <laughs> fabulous, very green, lots of greenery. Lots of kudzu going on. Uh, lots of kudzu. Thank you to whoever brought that the fuck over here. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's an, it's an invasive species. Some troll. Some invasive species, uh, biological, no, botanist troll. Yeah. <laughs> a botany troll. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, but I always like going out to, so I've been out there like two or three times to Nevada. I spent some time out in Nevada and Arizona. Um, and I like the, like, some people say that they don't like, like, when the land is, like, super flat. But, like, I kind of am into it because it's just, like, I like being able to see, like, miles and miles and miles into the distance because for some reason, like, psychologically, it just calms me because I'm like, okay. It's kind of like when the ocean is really flat. I I think that's, I think that, you think that has something to do with your Virgo side, like, being able to see everything. Like, really far. Absolutely. That that appeals to you. So you can just see shit coming. Yeah. Like, miles and miles and miles away right. yeah as opposed to because i grew up like in rolling hills right so you can't like you don't really have an unbroken horizon yeah. like there's just a whole bunch of bullshit in your way and like anything could be coming over i mean not that i'm expecting like the fucking like mongol horde coming over the fucking mountain <laughs> but like i don't know there's something about just being able to see for miles in any direction that just kind of psychologically chills me out and i also think it's absolutely gorgeous like the rock formations and i spent a couple days in the mountains in nevada and it was sorry i always want to say nevada because i grew up in virginia i know it's nevada i'm i'm sorry is it really yeah i think people from nevada say nevada and we <gasps> say nevada because we're idiots. always said nevada yeah i mean i think it's because we are uneducated <laughs> uh yeah. It's just the, the kudzu took over all of the schools where we're from, <laughs> and so we weren't able to get our education in. We say a lot of stuff weird, like, how do you say, um, how do you say Hitler's master race that started with an A? Oh, uh, <laughs> um, so that was, uh, if you... <laughs> do you remember? Yes, it but It was like I A-R-Y-A-N? Aryan. Oh, well, fuck you. Because I say Aryan, and I thought it was because where are we from, but I guess it's just because I'm dumb. <laughs> like I've always said Aryan. Uh, yeah. In a German history class, my professor literally, he was like, I raised my hand. He kept saying Aryan, and I was like, I've heard it pronounced like Aryan, and for some reason, like, I've always said Aryan. Like, is that, like, wrong? And he was like, well, it's not wrong. Um, It's maybe, like, super pretentious, if you want to sound really pretentious. <laughs> in front of a fucking entire class of people, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, wow. Oh, we're playing this game. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he saw me later in a pizza shop, tried to pick me up, and I said, mm, interesting. Oh, my God. I said, huh. I said, look, I'm here with this extra large extra cheese, and I have no time for you, sir. So, <laughs> Also, you embarrassed me in front of our entire class. So any shot you had? Gone. It's gone. Done. You ain't dissipated. got no bullets, baby. Back up. Your shot's, shot's about as thin as a thin crust pizza that I'm not going <laughs> to get right now. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway... I love um, 
I love that area of the country. I think it's gorgeous. I think it's very like I see why people retire out there because it's just like Ugh. what? So I don't. I I, <laughs> I, I, I want to retire out there. Who would do that? God. I feel like it's awesome, and there's like a lot of spas and Listen, shit. You just want to be a desert witch. I who, do. Like walks around looking like Rose the Hat yes. all the time. Yes, and like you know, seeing the future from the cacti formations. That's truly, fine. but here's the thing: once I've been out there, like I truly am, I truly am a daughter of the forest, no matter what I want to say. Because once I've been out there for a while, I'm just like. Like, I need my trees. I need my earth. I need my, like, greenery. Lush. I need it. Yes. Lush. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the bath store. <laughs> the mm, bath and yes. body store. No. We're not talking about that. We need no. greenery. Yeah. Um, I just start getting a little dry. But I do love to visit. <laughs> uh, so, I kind of have the opposite. So, the furthest out west that I have been uh, was Texas. Mm. And the complete flatness freaked me out. A lot of people say that. It had a the opposite effect on me. And it's weird because, I mean, I am a Virgo cusp, so I get a little bit of that. But it's just skewed by a bunch of other bullshit. Mm. Um, but it freaked me out. I didn't like it. Yeah. I, I a, was a, like, a lot of it, people say. It felt like the flatness just sort of felt like it was, it almost felt like a weight on me. Like, mm. It made me feel like weighted down and like hmm. clo- low to the ground and like almost it kind of gave me depression. Hmm. <laughs> but then again, that that was probably already there. Maybe you just brought that and Maybe you carry I on. Brought that in there. But I think it probably exacerbated it. It was just like, I don't know. I didn't like it, not one bit. Yeah, a lot of people say that the that, that it they have an op- opposite reaction to things being flat like that. I don't I like, know. I kind of like it because it feels like a simulation. And y'all know I think reality is fake anyway. So, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of cool. I'm like, ooh, this isn't real. As yeah, I, like, I almost mean, drive a fucking car off of a cliff. I don't, yeah, I like where I'm at because I don't like being, hot, like, in a mountainous. I don't like living in, like, a mountainous area. So, like, mm-hmm. I can't live on top of a mountain because heights freak me out. And anytime mm-hmm. I have to travel up them, I'm like, I get really super nervous. Mm. Um. But, like, I guess, what is that? The valley? Mm-hmm. The valleys? That's where I, you know, surround me by the mountains. But I'll live in the valley. Into it. Into it. You want to be the troll at the bottom of the mountain, yes. basically. Pretty much. <laughs> okay. Okay. Pretty much. But anyway, that was a long tangent. <laughs> and it's fine, because you're here with us, and you love us, and you, if you don't like our tangents, and then I don't know what the fuck you're doing here, but anyway. <laughs> um. So... Yes, to the southwest, um, specifically to the good old state of Arizona, mm-hmm. as you've mentioned. Um, we know that Arizona is known for what? It's deserts. Okay, thank you. Uh, and cacti. <laughs> so I was uh, kind of inspired uh, by the one of the previous episodes where we talked about what we wanted to, if we could turn into a tree mm-hmm. when we die. And I said cactus. Oh, okay. I was a little bit inspired by that. So... Um, I guess this is where you'll find me in about 60 years <laughs> in Arizona. Out in the Southwest? <laughs> Out in the Southwest. In Arizona depressed? <laughs> like, yes. the fuck? Give or take a year, I guess, hopefully. Okay. Depending. Okay. Depending on how long I live. <laughs> um, I don't know. You're already getting those nose hairs. Fuck so. off. 
I won't literally throw this mic at you. <laughs> and the uh, people listening wouldn't um, wouldn't even know anything different had happened. You just edit that out. You just edited it out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. May have even happened. Or they think before, it was you bumping the mic. So. Probably. Uh, but so apparently Arizona has like three, maybe maybe four deserts. That's what I read. Okay. The article was like, Arizona has three, possibly four <laughs> deserts. Interesting. All right. <laughs> it's like, what happened to the guy who went to see the fourth one? Like, to see about it. Did he just not come back? Like, we don't know. Huh. Like, we're still waiting on him. Like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little bit concerned. Um, but one of those major deserts uh, is the Mojave Desert. I've and heard of her. You, you've heard of her? I've heard of her work. You've heard of Mojave? I have. All right. Um, And it's there that our little story takes place at Luana Canyon, a.k.a. Slaughterhouse Canyon. Okay. Side note, while researching this, I discovered that Luana is also the name of a Doc Martin. Yes, it is. Yes. Fun fact. Mm -hmm. Do 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 you own a pair of those? I don't ones? have the Luanas. No, I have the my purple ones are the seventeen sixty, and I have another pair of seventeen nineties coming. The ten eyes. Wow! Hell yeah! And here I am with no In Doc Virginia Martins. leather. <laughs> I need to get on that. I don't know. I don't know that you're a Doc Martens type of dude. You know what I mean? Like you have you have a lot of your shoe collection's very good, but I don't know that it's your. You know, I don't know that it's your thing. Oh. Okay. I mean, live your oh, life. Okay. Live your life. Do you but... hear that, folks? It's not my thing. And then he only bought Dark Martins for <laughs> Oh, <ever>. my God. <laughs> no. Ever. <laughs> you have a lot of, like, good, like, I feel like you have a lot of variation in your footwear, mm-hmm. though. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do. I like a lot of, I like different vibes, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, so, in my opinion, canyons and deserts are a little underrated in terms of things that we typically think of as frightening for most people i've already said that for me like that flatness itself is really unsettling but um i think for most people when you ask them to think of like a vast terrifying place they would typically say something like the ocean yeah you know yeah but the desert is very similar to that and then it's super flat and it's super um something we didn't reference before it's super disorientating Mm. or disorienting Disorienting? Disorienting. It's easy to get disorientated. It's easier to get disoriented. And it is disorienting. Whatever. It's easy to get your ass lost, right? (laughs) And you don't, because everything looks so similar to everything else that it can be really hard to figure out, okay, where the fuck am I? Yeah. And that kind of, um, that quality of it being such an easy place to get yourself lost, I think is, is something that could inspire a lot of fear clearly i don't give a fuck because it makes me calm as shit because i'm just ready to just lay on down and die of heat stroke apparently but (laughs) you're in barefoot you're barefoot walking in the desert with nothing but a chambray shirt on here it is fucking leather leather pants here it is again barefoot and with fucking like natural (laughs) stones all over you adorned in natural stones but shit what is this shakira video fantasy (laughs) but your like lips are dry as fuck (laughs) and just absolutely terrifying yeah Um, sunburn as hell (laughs) i can you definitely sunburned (laughs) um 
But yeah, so they're like just as terrifying and dangerous mm-hmm. as being lost uh, in the ocean. I mean, yes, the ocean has its like, you know, it's got sharks and things that will kill you, and so does the fucking desert, right? Mm-hmm. Got coyotes. Uh, lots of fucking shit that will kill you in the Get desert. Get it by coyote. Uh, coyote? Is that how you A say coyote. it? Coyote. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Okay. We actually have coyotes in Virginia now. It's very important. Who brought them over? Uh, I think they just kind of. Um, like their population got bigger and then they just kind of started pushing they into just the moved east. over with the wife and kids basically yeah i mean gentrification girl <laughs> it's hard out here for a coyote but yeah no we actually have issues with those um where we're from in southern virginia killing um cattle and stuff okay yeah all right um so yeah so we're in the desert uh, oh, and also we're in the um, the 1800s, equally as terrifying. Oh, okay, okay. We're throwing it back. <laughs> yeah, throwing it back. Um, 1800s, great time period. Uh, so what was going on in the 1800s out west? Can you guess? Manifest Destiny. The Gold Rush. Got it. We got that. Yeah. That's kind of what we're talking about We were about working here. on the railroad. Yep, railroads, Gold Rush. Everybody and their mama, quite literally, uh, <laughs> was coming to the west. Uh, in search of fortune. I think mm-hmm. I read it was somewhere around the number of like 300,000 people came to California alone. Mm. Um, but side note, though, I'm going to have to pull a Kanye and say that North Carolina had the first gold rush in American history. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Not California. So. OK. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so the gold rush is really responsible for a lot of the development that happened during that time. Mines were built, railroads were built and extended. It was hashtag gold rush. Most of which, by the way, were built by immigrants. True. Largely immigrants uh, who were Chinese. True. Uh, and they were treated very poorly. True. And they are, you know, res- that group of people is responsible for um, a lot of the infrastructure that then served as the foundation for the infrastructure that we kind of later in later generations laid on top of it. Right. So the yeah. first, you know, train con- cross continental, I guess. Intercontinental. Is that what you call it? Intercontinental train, whatever. Um, that was, you know, Chinese immigrants who we, who we never gave credit to at all. <laughs> uh, yes. It's accurate. a little different now. We're, it's starting to be changed, but you know, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Everyone came here for all this fucking gold, right? But as we all know, what glitters is not always gold, is it? No. Not at all. Not one bit. Smash Mouth taught us that. Yes, it is. (laughs) Oh, that very true Mm -hmm. to my heart. Uh, So times were hard for a lot of people. Only shooting stars break the mold. (laughs) I can't. Got anything else you want to add to that? No, it's fine. I don't think we can add any more. They might get to sue us. Really? You think Smash Mouth is going to sue us? Maybe. I don't know. It's been tough, man. Uh, Times are hard. (laughs) They're not as popular as they once were. Times are hard. Yeah. Um, So, times are hard, again. (laughs) Again, (laughs) times were hard back then and also now. (laughs) And also now. Times are always hard. Um, Times are never not hard. Uh, And for one family in particular, well, for many families... But in this little story, definitely this family. <laughs> <laughs> this is A plus storytelling. <laughs> Do you remember what I mentioned about like this telling the stories where it's at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So legend has it that at the base of this canyon lived a family. The end. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, The father was uh, the only provider and would be gone for long periods of time in search of gold. The only food that they would have would be what he provided when he came back from his excursions. We love a provider. We do. Yes, we do. We do love that. His wife, Luana, 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 that, um, and their small children uh, would uh, dutifully wait for his return each time. And each time he would come back until one day he didn't. One day he packed up, set out, and was never heard from again. Sounds like a story I know. (laughs) Days turned into weeks, and when he didn't return back after his expected return, Luana began to worry. Soon, their food supply dwindled down to nothing, and Luana... I keep saying either Luana or Luana. I keep flipping back and fucking forth, so get what you get. I'm going to go with Luana. Luana was left with her children starving. Faced with the crippling torture of starvation... The children began to get sick, and Luana fell into a state of mental despair. Slowly, she fell into a state where she felt that she had no options. She didn't have the skills needed to hunt or gather food, and she was watching her children slowly die in front of her with no way to help them. And then one day, she put an end to their suffering. It is said that Luana, in a state of grief and shock, gathered up her children and took them to a nearby river and tossed them in after murdering them. She then collapsed in a blood-soaked heap, crying at what she had done to her children, who were doomed to die anyway. The next morning, Luana succumbed to her own weakness and starvation and died beside the river where she disposed of her children. Legend has it that to this day, if you travel to Luana Canyon, again known as Slaughterhouse Canyon, that you can still hear Luana crying and screaming for the children that she had murdered. Some stories say that she put on her wedding dress before she killed them. Some say that she chopped them into little pieces after she murdered them. Um... So it kind of fluctuates with every urban legend. But I couldn't help but to be reminded of the La Llorona mm-hmm. story a little bit. Yeah. So we've talked about this before with this, like, woman in white, right? Mm-hmm. And there's usually children involved. Um, I just need to know who the originator was. Like, who was the original woman in white? Like, that's who I want to know who spawned all of this. Mm, I mean, I think there's been... It's kind of a I don't I don't know that there is like one originator of the story because if we look all the way back at like and I think we talked about this on the um, La Llorona episode, um, but all the way back in like Greek drama, if we look at Greek drama, we have Medea um, from the you know Greek tragedy Medea, um, who you Not know got upset because her reunion. husband well her husband was um, leaving her for another woman. Or he was going to marry another woman. Or no, I don't think they were married. But she, he had fathered children with her. And he was going to marry this other younger, prettier, whatever, woman. 
um, who was like higher born than she was or whatever. And she brought her children to him and then killed her children in front of him. So that's that's kind of always been a, a theme, I think. Um, that's just kind of born out of, in my opinion, born out of the collective human psyche. That we we have this view of mothers as nurturing and um, you know protective, and they defend their children and they provide for their children and care for them. And so um, to flip that and have a mother commit an act that is the the exact inverse of all of those things, um, to actually harm her children or murder her children, kind of seems. Almost against nature in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, I think, I think because we have such a strong view of the majority of people, certainly not everybody, hasn't been everybody's experience, but the majority of people have uh, the view of mothers as these nurturing creatures to kind of flip that on its, on its head is, is a source of fear for us. Does that make sense? Because it's so, it's so perverted from our collective human understanding of what a mother who a mother is and what she should do and right you know um so i don't know that there would be one original like originator of the woman in white i think it's kind of just a a concept hmm. that we have do you think like going back to what you said about uh you know, it's sort of being like a perversion. Do you almost get the sense that sometimes, you know, these stories could possibly be originated because there is that sort of like, I guess, kickback from women who naturally just don't see themselves as like motherly and which is completely fine. Yeah. Right. But um, like, do you think that that has anything to do with it? Like, yeah, I mean, I think that that kind of um, there certainly are people who there certainly are people in society who feel challenged by or threatened by women who don't see themselves as mothers, who don't see that as, you know, they're who who are not having children by choice. Right. 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 Um, and a lot of people, I think paint people who paint with a very broad brush see it as kind of like a progression of like well first you're a daughter and then you're you know maybe you're a sister and then you you know are a wife and then you're a mother and that's kind of the progression of of life as a woman but obviously there's a ton of different ways that you can evolve Mm -hmm. um as a woman and and for a lot of women motherhood is just not something that is that they're interested in right Right. um it kind of I myself may or may not be one of those women. I'm not really sure. I haven't really made my decision on that. But like, um, I think that certainly could be, I think that there are definitely people who are, who feel challenged by or threatened by that. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is sort of a, um, it shouldn't be because you should be able to do whatever you want. Um, but it, it is kind of a, kind of a, a departure from the norm, if you will. Yeah, I read something recently um, that was really interesting, and it talked a little bit about, um, this kind of falls a little bit more on the um, uh, side of, like, the maiden mother crone Mm -hmm. um, sort of idea, and the article um, 
I can't remember where I read the article, but um, it kind of mentioned how that was just sort of like a dated like view on womanhood and what that means. Like, you know, maiden mother crone and like, uh, what, what always... Kenny's talking about there, if you haven't heard of that like concept, it's the concept that you go from maiden, which is young, unmarried woman, to mother, which is the center of the family. You have several kids. You have a husband. The center of the family unit to crone, um, because women generally tend to live longer than their men. We outlive our men. We're then widows, and we are um, sort of elderly crone uh usually not spinsters. represented as very attractive like we're kind of like spinster Hagish. yeah hags basically <laughs> um which is not really how it goes no, <laughs> um, no 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 not at all but it was the article was really just sort of diving into that idea and talking about how like you know you know if like why what if i don't want to be a mother like why is that the sole definition of womanhood and my power why does my power as a woman reside in being a mother or even a crone like you know and i'd have to find that article again because it was a really interesting read um but you know if you choose not to be that way and most certainly if you do all the power to you right right um but it just really kind of talked about finding that power within yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what if you don't want to be that? Be a fucking warrior. Be yeah. a fucking, like, well, there's you know, a whatever lot, you want to be. There's a lot of... There's a lot of different ways. Like, we think of procreation as the only way to be creative in yeah. a lot of sense, uh, particularly with women, right? It's it's different for men because they're not as closely tied to the concept of, of children, which is bullshit because there are men who are like better like nurturers and providers than I ever could be, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, but there are plenty of ways that you can be creative and like sort of have that sense of nurturing and have that sense of bringing forth, you know, new energy, um, not new energy, but but bringing concepts and creative forces into this world that are not in the form of children. Yeah. Um, artists who create paintings, for example, or, you know, performance artists who create performance pieces or, you know, anybody who's, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be from an artistic angle either, but just like... Sometimes the work of your life is just as procreative as if you had had children, right? Because creative yeah. energy and procreative energy kind of come from the same place. It's all centered in the sacrum. Right. Um, if you're familiar with your chakra, then you, you know, that concept kind of clicks in there. But yeah. all of that energy kind of comes from the same place. Um, it's just that our, I think the, the collective human consciousness has sort of personified that in the concept of motherhood. Yeah. Um, which, you know, for better or for worse, it is what it is. But I think that a lot of stories like this exist because it, it does, there is something about it that that terrifies us that a mother would be murdering her children. Yeah. Um, there is, it strikes a chord with us somewhere in, in the back of our mind where we're like, huh. And it begs to question, you know, like you have these stories where she didn't, 
necessarily like what's like there's a moral dilemma here right like you you have this mother who's here she is has no way of providing for her kids and you know she's sitting there and she's watching them like literally starve to death so literally the whole family in this story is just going to die one way or the other right so it sort of adds a little it adds an extra element into it because like characters like this like was she naturally pre like would she have naturally been predisposed to to murder and violence had she not been subjected to this yeah. or was it just because of the situation you know yeah like yeah. which like which is it like was that always there within her or was it just because of this and I don't know I just think it adds a another element I don't know it. girl all how did how did how did she what? kill him though? Because all we did was throw him in the river to dispose of him. How did she kill him? Because it sounded like it was a pretty bloody affair. And I'm just saying, there might <laughs> be some blood. easier ways, Ma. <laughs> My shit, talk, talking about it. Um, I don't know. I couldn't find. Um, oh, it just says that she, like I said, some stories say that she cut them up. Um, dealer's choice it was in a cabin <laughs> depends on who's telling the story right Pretty much. might have a little bit of dismemberment might have a little bit of strangulation mm-hmm. but it's always going to end with somebody unsatisfied and crying mm-hmm. so now <laughs> when you go to this area this luana caverns like can you can you hear her wails well, on that's the wind the story that's the story. So, um, like I said, she succumbed to her own weakness, died by the river, um, where she disposed of her children. And, yes, legend has it that you do hear her crying um, and screaming for the children that she had murdered. Um, some people also say that you hear the children crying as they're being slaughtered as well. Um, so I pulled a few stories from people who live in the area mm-hmm. as well. Um so I'm going to go through a few of these, but the first one comes from uh, a user who titled their submission Canyon Nights. And they say, as a teen growing <laughs> what? Canyon Nights. It reminds me of the Dirty Dancing sequel, Havana, <laughs> Havana Nights. Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights. Dirty <laughs> Dancing, Canyon Nights. Canyon Nights. That's the prequel. Uh so as a teen growing up in Kingman, which is where this kind of is, which is where this area where this all takes place, Kingman is where Luana Canyon is. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kingman, Arizona, we all heard the stories of Slaughterhouse Canyon. My brother and I would go out to have bonfires and be hooligans. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag relatable. I love that word. Uh, so it's a Caitlin word. Hooligans. So one night at a minute after midnight, we heard what sounded like a wailing cry echo all around us. We looked for about half an hour before deciding to go home. It was so creepy and cool. <laughs> and cool. <laughs> <laughs> My question is they only looked around for about half an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like no, 30 we just cast a glance. Okay. It's um, fine. Um, it was probably just Katie having an orgasm. Might have been a coyote. (laughs) Or coyote. That's true. Um, The next one comes from a user by the name of Juanita. Mm -hmm. Uh, She said, uh, I live near the canyon and have heard the stories and can tell you 
that it is creepy at night and it always feels like something or someone is watching you. Mm. I have heard faint whistling and even a lady humming in the night, mostly while the moon is out. A lot of stories that I found actually hmm. referenced like this happening like when the moon is out or like a full moon. And as we all know, moon brings out some crazy energies. Yeah. Uh, the moon is also very closely related to feminine energy. So it wouldn't True. surprise me that there would be more activity when there's a full moon and when the moon is kind of in its most powerful state right. because that is very closely connected to feminine energy, to procreative energy, yeah. to all of that. So that makes I mean, sense. If you think about the full moon as almost representative of, you know, the womb yeah. and birth. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, it would make, like you said, it would make sense. Um, but a lot of it happened, like seemed to happen around like full moon or when it's really out. So this next one is from a user by the name of Milk Toast. God damn it. <laughs> Don't you miss, question, don't you miss when we used to read stuff from Reddit? And yeah. And we would have, like, we need to do a Reddit, Reddit episode Reddit's great, soon. man. I just can't, like, I, Reddit pisses me off because, like, it makes you, like, have to get, like, points and shit to be part of the discussion. I know. really mad. I don't, I don't want to be a part of the dis- discussion. I just want to read it. I just want to read it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they said... Uh, I have no idea if any of the various stories are true and have tried to research it myself. I have lived in downtown Kingman over 40 years and spent a lot of time in this canyon, exploring, partying, and just hanging out, waiting for something to happen. Got it. Me, life. Got it. (laughs) The town historian. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> into it they run the museum and it's milk toast I'm yeah fucking they actually it. have like a little name sign and it says milk toast <laughs> milk toast hi i'm milk toast um milk toast if you're listening send us an email <laughs> um i can tell you of one instance in 1990 when we were sitting in the canyon in a car at about 3 a.m Dead silence, except for our quiet discussion in the car. (laughs) Uh I bet it was a quiet discussion, Uh wasn't it? Uh Um, When the car began moving forward for no explainable reason. Wait, I bet it was. Probably y'all were hotboxing and somebody took their foot off the brake. (laughs) Anyway. So, mind you, we, mind you, we had been there for hours and the windows were covered with dew so we couldn't Mm -hmm. see out we were so scared and unsettled that after we checked the canyon to see what it could have been finding nothing and no one um we drove to the catholic church to finish talking (laughs) (laughs) a surreal experience that i will never forget interesting you drove to the catholic church (laughs) to finish your quote-unquote talk talk i'm I'm questioning you, Milk Toast. Interesting. I mean, maybe Milk Toast was getting a little bit busy, but um, there are certain places uh, on the planet where there's like, it's it has something, it's way more technical than I could ever fucking explain to you, but it has something to do with like the magnetic field um, or there, there's two different, so there's one explanation that there are certain places where there are magnetic fields that somehow cause your car to like, like if you can park the car and put it in neutral, yeah, it will yeah, pull yeah, it yeah. back. Then there's other places where it looks like an optical illusion. 
um, where the surrounding for some reason makes it look like you're moving backwards. Yeah. We um, have that near where we live, right? Yeah. Um, Berry Hill Road. Berry Hill, Berry Hill Road. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a hill that you can park on the top of. I think that that one they said was like one of those magnetic fields or something, but I don't know. Um, so that I know that that's a thing in certain places. I, I've never heard of this particular place that being one of those places, but maybe. It's aliens. A hundred percent. Thousand percent. Or a woman in white. <laughs> or a woman in white. What's she doing? Pushing the car? Like I know. Like, girl. <laughs> she, is she in her wedding dress just like pushing the car? Rolling up trying to sleeves. Push, look, she's like, she's these gotta, motherfuckers, ooh. I got to push them right off this goddamn canyon. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> she's just, that's what she's trying to do. Um, all right. And then so my next one uh, comes from Lene Harmon. Okay. She says... I lived in Slaughterhouse. Wait, what? No. <laughs> no, I lived in Slaughterhouse right where the cattle used to roam for the Slaughterhouse. I think there actually used to be a cattle slaughterhouse somewhere around the area. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only scary thing I experienced was a 15-foot rattlesnake that tried to go after the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch is realer than I will ever be. <laughs> the only thing I, yeah. She probably killed it, too. Probably. Um, a 15-foot rattlesnake that tried to go after the dogs, as a matter of fact, um, I believe it to be very peaceful and beautiful. The only odd thing that happened is once I was taking selfies in the living room, and I snapped like six of them, and when I went through them, the first was fine, the second a red mist, the third and fourth what looked to be a bearded man standing behind me. The fifth, the red mist, and the last was normal. But besides that, never anything out of the ordinary. Girl, what in the fuck? <laughs> Harmony girl, I'm worried about you. She oh, that's, it was just, you know, it was just that. It was just a fucking full-figured apparition in my fucking said, selfies of a scary-ass man with a fucking beard. No, And ma'am. a red mist. Girl, no. Red girl, mist? Can you? No. Red mist cannot be good. I'm not a professional by any means, but red mist cannot be positive. I, I love that. A white mist? Sure, girl. A red mist? We gonna have to talk about it. We gonna have to look into it. If you've got red in anything, you might want to get that checked out. Yeah, I don't think it's a good. It's not a good look. Red is usually not ever a sign of anything good. Other than that, everything was. That was the only odd thing. You know, (laughs) I I thought it was pretty peaceful. (laughs) Who who is fucking? Who is this? Is she courage the cowardly fucking dog? Probably. The hell! Now that I, the now only that, thing odd that happened was return the slug. I was gonna say like fucking courage. No, the courage fuck? was in like Kansas somewhere, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's kind of that's the story, and that's a few like firsthand experiences um, from people that live in that area. Um, I would be interested. I know that we have uh, a bunch of listeners that live out in Arizona. So if you've heard of this place or have been like, and you've experienced anything like. Shit, let us know. Hell yeah, Arizona. Stand up. Send us an email. The Haunted Heart Podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, or if there's like or any other like creepy urban legends, because I mean, listen, the United States is full of urban legends. Mm-hmm. Every state has their own individual set of urban legends. Mm-hmm. And I know that this is only one out of many that Arizona has because, like we said, deserts 
are scary as fuck. Yes. And lots of things happen. Send us, actually, you know, I'm going to open it up to people beyond just Arizona. We would love to do, we've been talking about for a while, um, doing like urban legends by state. So yeah. if you have a particular urban legend that is particularly prevalent in your state or in your area or whatever, just shoot us an email at the haunted heart podcast at gmail.com um, and we will put it into a file because we really wanted to kind of do like a like a trip across America uh, and talk about the various urban legends from different states. So yeah, that could be super fun project. Yeah. So but we need your help. So yeah. What'd you think? I thought it was cool. Yeah. You know, I love a woman in white story. Love yeah. that. Real worried about Harmony and her fucking <laughs> red mist man though. Real worried about that. That seems like a loose end that we kind of, hmm. Who is the red man? Who, who? what's going on with him? The red bearded man. What's, what's going on with him? Why is he? I'm what, worried about his red mist. Do we think it could be the father who died? Maybe. Because nobody knows what happened to him. He just left and didn't come back, y'all. He said, fuck this. He might have gone to California. Shit. He found, let me tell you what, he found him a gold nugget and he said, I'm out. Uh, he may have. So, uh, but yeah, so that was kind of it. Before we um, close out, though, I know we uh, uh, we mentioned that, you know, when you send us emails and messages and things like that, it gets us all warm and fuzzy inside. And we like to um, talk about those uh, every so often on the show if you send us something. So we actually had someone uh, message us on Instagram a little while back. Um, and we just kind of wanted to open it up for discussion, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'll go ahead and read the message. It says, hey there, Katie and Kenny. I wanted to ask you a question to see what your thoughts are. What do you think about the correlation, if any, between mental health and the paranormal and the effect one has on the latter? Kind of fitting a little mm. bit. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, you know. Um, I ask this because I've been experiencing some serious depression, anxiety, and dissociation for at least two years now. Mm. And when the dissociation is at its worst, very strange things seem to happen to me and those closest to me. Strange things that wouldn't normally happen in my day-to-day life. For example, I'll try to put a movie on for my kids on our TV. Pretty simple, right? But now, during this manic-depressive-slash-dissociative episode... um. Insert streaming service here. I'm supposed we don't want to get sued by whatever. (laughs) Won't load. Now, this isn't an alarming issue on its own. I get that. But it's only when I'm in this state. And Mm. mostly when it has to do with something electronic. Let's say I put on some music on my phone. Suddenly it wants to skip to any song it feels like, even though I expressly remember setting it to a certain playlist. Or maybe one day it's the dishwasher. It just happens to not want to turn on on this particular day. Always when I'm in this negative, depressing headspace. I understand that the veil may be thinned for those nearing the end of their lives and those who are closest to the beginning of their lives. But what about those of us with strained mental health? Mm. Is there anything there? Thanks, y'all. That's a really interesting topic to bring up. Um, So I definitely think that there is some sort of... um, correlation there I think anytime first of all I'm sorry to hear that you're going through yeah this depressive um episode this um struggling with whatever it is that you may be struggling with um and I hope that you are seeking out therapy that you're seeking out you know um a structure to kind of put around that 
mental illness so that you can learn coping strategies, you can learn techniques that will help you kind of, um, like I said, build a structure into that. Because of course, you know, nothing is, there's not going to be a miracle pill. There's not going to be, you know, therapists aren't miracle workers. They can't just magically make your brain work right, unfortunately. Um, It would be great if they could. But, uh, you know, what they can do for you is kind of give you those coping strategies. So hopefully, um, and I know it's super fucking expensive and insurance doesn't cover it the way that they should, but hopefully you're able to get some sort of actual help from a professional who is trained to help you build that framework, right, around right, that yeah. around that mental illness. So I would say that's first and foremost. Um, but I do think two thoughts on that. One on one hand, when your when your your brain is kind of for lack of a better word, messed up, right? I think both of us have our own mental illness issues, so that's not <laughs> a real. that's not a judgment call. No, not at um, all. When your brain isn't working optimally, um, I think we take notice of things like that frustrate us. Like I know when I am in a, a manic state, um, if something's not working right, it's a much bigger impact to me. Mm-hmm. And it's like something that would upset on a scale of one to ten, something that would be like a three for me. Suddenly, if I'm in a manic state, is like a an eight. Mm. Yeah. Um. So I do think that you might be more inclined to take notice of things that are going wrong, if you are, you know, in that headspace to be to begin with. Right. But that said, I also think that there is sort of energy. We talked about it a bit when we talked about um, when we talked about poltergeists. Okay. Um, yeah. We I think so. when we were talking about um, particularly the Exorcist story, the real case behind that, um, and there was a story that we talked about. Um, we, I think we reference it every couple episodes. Every time we get into like any any type of haunting episode where there's a um, a younger child in the house, when children are going through puberty, um, particularly young women are going through puberty, um, it, there tends to be an increase in spiritual activity. So I kind of think that mental illness can act in a similar way where when, you know, when your um, frequencies are off, I think that it could potentially result in an increase in um, in spiritual energy, and just because there's so much um, there's so much energy coming off of you, especially if you're in a place where you're in a dissociative state or where you're um, like manic, like me, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. When when I get into that place, I'm throwing out so much energy that you essentially could become like a beacon. For, you know, if you if you just start, if you're in a dark room, right, and you yeah. turn on a really bright light, moths are going to kind of, like, gravitate towards that light, right? Every, everything, right, is going to kind of start moving in that direction because you're in a dark room and you turn on a super bright light. Yeah. Um, so I think it could potentially work like that. I also think that there are some forms of mental illness that that kind of skew our view of things like that and can... There, there are some forms of mental illness, unfortunately, that can um, make us more inclined to take note of things that are actually unrelated and relate them to each other. So that's an important thing to acknowledge. But I would say, you know, definitely work with a qualified professional to kind of work through, build some mindfulness practices in. Um, and that will kind of 
if you're aware of all those things, if you're aware that there is a tendency with certain mental illness, um, and we don't know in depth what this person's struggling with, but if there is a, a tendency to see patterns in unrelated stimulus, yeah, um, then you can kind of check yourself and say, okay, what, is this really related? Or maybe is it something that I'm misrepresenting to myself? Yeah. You know, um, I think it's first and foremost, like really important and powerful that, you know, you even acknowledge that and recognize it and know, because I think a lot of people try to, um, you know, bury a lot of that and try to, for you know, or ignore that they have like dissociative, you know, feelings or manic oh, yeah. episodes. Yeah. Um, because it makes you, you know, it may make some people feel weak or vulnerable. And, you know, that's not necessarily the best feeling right Mm -hmm. um so i think that it's incredibly strong uh of you to you know recognize that about yourself and like katie said just to echo like i really um you know i'm sorry but i do hope that um that there are structured ways that you know um outlets or um things that you have in place that are you know taking care of that Um, i will say that i do think that if we're leaning more towards the spiritual side of this topic that, you know, when you're in these states, they uh, can wear you down physically, mentally, and emotionally. And I think that that also can leave you open and susceptible to, you know, certain um, energies. If that's, um, you know, in that sort of idea, if you believe in, you know, spiritual energy and all of that, I think, that that could play a part in that as well. Yeah, and there there are, you know, kind of like my analogy of if you're in a dark room and you turn on a super bright light, right, things are going to gravitate towards that light. Um, and there are, um, I don't want to say forces, but there are situations in which you have a person who is uh, severely depressed and their energy that they just keep recirculating upon themselves is so negative and dark and draining that like, um, you know, I've heard it described that, that there's sort of, I don't have a better word for it other than forces, but there's these forces that will feed on that energy yeah, and circulate it back. And it's a really dark, dark um, topic. Maybe we'll cover it on an episode one day, but it's very, um, it can get very hairy, right? Because we're talking about like mental illness as a concept. And so how much of that is mental illness and how much of that is a, an external force that's feeding on and feeding your depression. Right. Um, and to me, it's kind of six of one half dozen of another, because whether it is, it is an external force that you have somehow manifested that it's kind of like a cycle that you're, you know, you're feeding it and manifesting it, which then causes it to like, you know, cling onto you, which then causes you to be, you know, more dragged down. Um, or whether we want to take that into clinical terms over onto the therapy side of things and talk about, you know, depression and your brain chemicals and the cycles that happen there, you know, to me, it's kind of, it's a distinction without a difference. Um, and however you can build in the coping mechanisms and the frameworks, the mental frameworks that are going to help you deal with that. Um, 
you know, whatever works for you, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, if it helps you to kind of see it as, you know, putting out this this negative, darker energy that then is being fed on and recirculated by these, you know, dark entities, then if that if if imagining it that way helps you feel more empowered to switch that to flip that switch and end that cycle then great um if taking it into a more clinical perspective with a therapist i mean i think you should be working with a therapist anyway i think everybody should be um <laughs> if taking it more into a more clinical space and talking about the regulation of serotonin and things like that in your brain um if that is more helpful to you then go for that but um yeah, I think, I, I mean, I think there definitely is a correlation. I think your point about uh, that, the fact that mental illness kind of wears you down to the point that you don't really have the energy to put up that wall of defense, right? Like yeah. you like you have, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> the other thing is I think that, you know, that kind of, I don't know what it's like when for this particular person because it's different for everybody when this particular person gets into a dissociative state but I know for me it's very um in my experience um it's very uh chaotic and I'm sort of just throwing out all kinds of fucking energy everywhere right and oh yeah when you're doing that I I do think that there's that there could potentially be, you know, weird shit that ha- happens or off shit that's ha- that's happening because you're just kind of like, I mean, for me, it's kind of like coming through with a wrecking ball from an energy perspective. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me I'm about just it. like totally chaotic. But, um, but yeah, I think that there's a lot of value that can be found from working through ther- working with a therapist. Hopefully you can afford that. Hopefully that's something that's available to you. And I think that, you know, getting somebody who will al- allow you to, explore these types of things from this particular angle it can be really helpful yeah so but um that was uh that was a great question um, yeah thank you for a, sharing that yeah thank with you us. so much for sharing it and um and for being open with us absolutely um, it really means a lot to us um and continue to do so and that goes for anyone as well like you know um reach i mean we're here for you mm-hmm. if you want to reach out if you want to just talk serious or just you know talk the shit like Mm -hmm. we're down for either so we love bullshitting but yeah no thank you so much for sharing that with us we didn't want to share the um user's uh handle or their name or anything like that um just for privacy reasons but please know that i will be lighting a candle for you this evening yes and sending you strength so yes be well my love yes um so that's it for our episode, Katie. I think that if they want to uh, continue to shoot the shit with us, you should uh, tell them where they need to go. Yeah. That's not my job. <laughs> yeah. So if you would like to bullshit with us, you can check out patreon.com slash the haunted heart. We talked about it at the top of the episode. I'm not going to dwell on it now, but uh, just a dollar a month can get you into the private discord. You can uh, it's discord's really cool. If you're not on that platform, it's kind of like texting. It's kind of like one big group text message, but there's a bunch of different channels and we share a bunch of funny memes on there. So uh, that's a lot of fun. On Facebook, you can like our Facebook page and join our closed Facebook group. It's closed for your privacy so that nobody else on your friends list can see all the bullshit that you're posting about in the Haunted Heart group. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a secret clubhouse. Because they do be posting some bullshit, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we're also on Twitter. Uh, 
at the haunted heart and we're on Instagram at the haunted heart podcast. So make sure you're following us on all those different platforms. We kind of, we, we do very content from platform to platform. Um, so make sure you're following us there. Like all the news, all the ins and outs. Yeah. (laughs) Some content on Instagram. I'm just not a Twitter person. You know, you're more of a Twitter person than me. I mean, I can navigate it a little bit better, but that's just because that's where porn moved to after Tumblr. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Honey, porn took over Tumblr. I mean, took over Twitter right after Tumblr. When Tumblr sank, everybody went over to Twitter and that, that is where, that is where you get your porn now. Really? I yeah. thought it was where you get your news blurbs. No, girl. Huh. No. Okay. All right. Well, um, and you know that you can always, if you'd like to talk with us privately, shoot us an email, thehauntedheartpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to send your urban legends. Please do that. Um, we would really love to get urban legends from all 50 states so that we can kind of do a tour of America. And we would love, love, love it if we could incorporate um some actual like user stories and if you want to be credited just let us know in the email yeah and if you like what the fuck you hear then we better get a five-star rating on our ass so you (laughs) do that um you can head over to the apple podcast app if that's where you're listening to us leave us a review um we really appreciate that as well it's a great way to support the show um like we've said before um it's free and cheap and easy and what is just like us us. (laughs) if you leave us a funny one we will read it on the show we might read it on the show if you make us laugh i love the funny reviews that's a challenge challenge accepted they're awesome i love the funny make us laugh I think that's it. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's it for all of the end of episode housekeeping, guys. Okay. So do you want to lead us off on our uh, closing? Sure thing. N- right. j- nothing like put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. It's what I'm meant to do every day. Look, we've had a lot of fun here today with you discussing urban legends. But until next time, you know what you need to do. You need to go to the grocery store, make sure that fridge is stocked well, honey, because you never know when your gold pioneering husband is going to leave the house and never come back. <laughs> you never, you can't trust him. You can't trust him. Uh-uh. Always make sure the car ain't got more than a quarter of a tank of gas, honey. He can't get far. <laughs> you got to look after them kids, and you have got 